The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined here by my good buddy, I guess, uh, Micah Patria. How you doing today, Mike? We we almost had we almost had a nice introduction right there, man. You said good buddy. I got all, I had a smile on my face. I wish you saw it. We're not on video right now, uh, well, but I'm glad well, to be I, here. I man. said I guess because uh, I said good, and I meant I meant great buddy. I meant great I, buddy. You I don't even it, know what I meant it for. I knew that was that. That had to be it. That had to be it. But nonetheless, man, I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad to be on the show with you, man. It's good to always be talking hoops. And I couldn't imagine a better day to do it than this fully loaded slate, man. This is like I'm, I'm gonna like just ingest all of this it's like you got the little little temptation tonight the nice two games now we got 13 like totally bro <laughs> yeah no there's it's so many games on here uh it, this is going to be the most action-packed slate of the season and it's got to be every game except for the two on opening night i had let's see what happens it's going to be a fun one it's we're going to try and make this quick guys i know mike and myself we can both talk for a while here, especially about many of <laughs> random people. Um, but we're going to try and do some quick hitters because we do have a lot of teams to go through and a lot of players to go through. Uh, so we're going to try and make this one short, go through some players, go two to three people on a team, if that, um, and keep it short for you guys so you're not sitting there bored to death hearing myself and, and Mike put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, simple as, simple as that. Like what Santino said, let's just be real. I mean, we have... 13 games, it's 26 teams, and we got to limit this player pool. Uh, you can't like everybody from every single team in every single game, or else why else would we be here? I mean, but we're here to break down the slate and kind of narrow it down to exactly who we're looking for on these couple teams. So, I mean, I'm geared up, man. I'm fired up. Uh, there's there's no better day to me uh, for DFS than opening night because we have all of these prices that are just, you know, all over the place. We have guys on new teams, guys in new situations, guys getting higher usage, lower usage, uh, and we're here to take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm geared up, man. I'm fired up. I'll let you take control of this, and let's just break this thing down. Yeah, and, and right before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about uh, one of our partners in, over here, and that's my bookie. Um, I don't know if uh, if you didn't get into onto the Turkey Day free play, uh, get in now, guys. We're in the second day of uh, we're about to be in the third day of the six day free giveaways. Um, so what are you doing? I know, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. I am with the NFL playoffs right around the corner. We know who these teams are for the most part. We know what they are capable of for the most part, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time comer or uh, customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there's really no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, player bets, and contests that they offer every week. So sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid, guys. Uh, they, they also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part of that is... At MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Uh, so make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie, and when you do, use the promo code HoopBall 
That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And then get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks bucks. So the terms are simple. If you put in three hundred, they'll match you with another one fifty in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. Uh, so it's winning season at my bookie. So come and join the fun while you're at it and win some cash. And remember to use the promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L. All right, buddy. Are you ready for this big breakdown? We're gonna try and cut I, I wanna Put a goal on on one hour, thirteen games, one hour between me and you. Do you think we could do that? Yeah, no, not not a chance. But you know, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. <laughs> I think I think we got it. I think we could do it. But uh, I'll shut up now and we'll go right into it, so we, we we can hopefully hit that mark. So the first game on the docket is the good old Charlotte Hornets and the even better Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so this game is a two point spread with the Cavs, the home team favored by two points. There's currently no over under on this game as of yet. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on, Oh, nope, nope. Yep. There's still currently no under. I, I just scrolled down for a second. I thought I saw the over under. It was the wrong game. Um, but yes, there's no over under on this at the moment. Um, and for some reason, the Cavs money line is plus plus one ten, even though they're the favorites. Um, but let's go from there. Do you, let's start with the Charlotte Hornets. We have Gordon Hayward as the most expensive guy on this team at a whopping 6,600. Uh, do is there anybody on here that you're, you're feeling, do you like Hayward? Do you like this backcourt with Graham Rozier? Uh, we got the exciting LaMelo ball and then the never, ever exciting Cody Zeller down there. Yeah. So, I mean, this game, like you said, there's no real over under uh, that's been released at the time that we're recording this, but I don't imagine it's very high. I would, I would imagine, you know, probably around that 215, 214, 216, somewhere around there. Uh, it's not going to be crazy compared to some of the other, you know, games that we have on the site. So there's definitely some people we could look at. Uh, the one guy that, you know, draws my attention would be, like you said, the most expensive guy, Gordon Hayward, 6,600. I think that's too cheap for what he should be on a regular basis in his role on this team. You know, obviously we have to take into account that he's playing with a broken pinky. Uh, so the shooting numbers, all that may be down. So take that with a grain of salt. He's the one guy I'm probably looking at at Charlotte. LaMelo Ball is a guy that we're going to be able to target, I think, later on uh, at some point during the season. Uh, right now, he's not a guy that I have, like, you know, oversells about coming off the bench. Um, he'll he'll eventually carve out his role and probably see big minutes. Uh, until then, you know, Rozier, Devontae Graham, those guys against this backcourt, put them in play. They're not primary targets of mine. If I had to pick one, I would probably be looking at more of, like, a Rozier type than a Graham. Uh, but that's it. It would it would be Hayward primary target, and then Rozier, I guess, is a secondary target for Charlotte. Yeah, and I, I'm with you there. I think Hayward at 6600 is super cheap, especially since the last time we've seen him in a uh, number one option type role. Uh, we know what he's capable of. I know you mentioned the pinky, but um, he's still this is a good, very good matchup for him. Uh, you mentioned the two Graham and Rozier. They they're in play because they're going up against people who aren't known for defense, especially this mostly this entire Cavs team. But I'm also um, I'll have t- a little bit of shares of them, but not too many. Uh, Lamelo Ball is someone I'm I'm pretty excited about in fantasy uh, moving forward. And the only other guy I would look on on this team for this matchup is PJ Washington. If they play him at the four, we will get to that. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is going to be starting in this one, and I think he has some some upside here, but. Um, Seeing Drummond down low and who's going to, well, get to in a moment, rip down boards, uh, he's, he kind of curves his upside there. But 4,200, 
not too bad for me. Uh, but let's move on to the Cavs, who have a couple of people on the injury report. We have Matthew Deladova out, Dante Exum out, Kevin Love out, and Kevin Porter Jr. out. Uh, knowing that, I just mentioned that Larry Nance Jr. should be in the starting lineup. They already announced that. Uh, where do you where do you go here? I know where I go with one guy, but um, outside of outside of the big Drummond, who you'll probably touch on, and then I'll I'll touch on it a little bit more. Is there anybody else you can consider playing uh, in this type of matchup? Yeah, there's definitely people who consider playing, but yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with the lead. As I, you know, I know you're going to say it. I always say it, uh, <laughs> but with Andre Drummond, it's just this dude's so underpriced. Uh, playing in this contract year, playing on this team where the usage is going to be there. He's not a high usage guy anyway, but I mean, who's going to argue with him? <laughs> you know, he, if he could do whatever the hell he wants right now over there. Uh, and I'm expecting at 8K, he should smash through this. I think his floor is probably about 40 points. The Charlotte matchup does not scare me whatsoever. The over-under is not the highest, but you know, if you're looking at Drummond, He's going to be pretty chalky, I would imagine. I imagine him being one of the higher-owned centers, but I have no problem playing him. Uh, I'll have, I'll be right there with the, with the field and, and and having probably steady ownership of him. Uh, the other guys I'm looking at is going to be the backcourt. It's going to be Sexton. It's going to be Garland. I mean, this team's pretty much playing with no backup point guards, so I, I anticipate both these guys play heavy minutes, uh, especially with Love being out, that usage I just mentioned. Uh, it's going to probably, you know, primarily go to Sexton and Garland. I would expect both these guys to see double-digit shot attempts. I expect both these guys to play uh, 35, 36 minutes. Uh, and, you know, they're both at pretty fair price tag, especially Garland himself, uh, more than a reasonable price tag. And I, I think he makes for one of the better value plays on the slate. Yeah, and um, I said I'll touch on Drummond. He's – I already planted my flag on him being my favorite play of the night. He's tied for the 18th highest – uh, price tag which is not much and uh, he's tied with two other people so he's barely inside the top 20 in price tag you look at his opponent in charlotte you have cody zeller pj washington uh th- those are the primarily two big men that he's going to go up against it's very with no kevin love it's very reasonable that i can expect him to get maybe a 2020 game to start off this season uh, and a couple couple defensive numbers there so i'm i'm very planted in the andre drummond for 8k um, there and you mentioned Sexton and Garland they're pretty good against this backcourt who doesn't really play that much defense uh, I think Sexton's gonna have a pretty good game himself and I would like I, I don't mind him at that 61 price 100 price tag but I would lean going Gordon Hayward for 500 extra uh, if I had to choose between the two guys yeah, I don't blame you for that, and that's why I think you know if I push up to shove, if I had to go with one of those guys, it'd probably be Garland. He's only forty one hundred. Uh, makes sense for a value play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, this isn't a game I want to get a ton of exposure to. I don't want to really you know come in here having multiple Cleveland guys. I think Drummond makes the most sense uh, throughout the majority of my lineups, and then when I need to, uh, there's plenty of other value plays. We have thirteen games to go through that we'll get to, <laughs> so you don't need to sit here and lock in Garland as your value play. I mean, we'll, we'll probably touch on about five or six different guys around that same price tag. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's move on to the second one here. We have the New York Knickerbockers against the Indiana Pacers in a battle of 90s supremacy. Uh, <laughs> so we have the Knicks at eight-point underdogs to start and a plus-270 money line with the Pacers at a negative um, 340 many line. The over under in this game is 212 and a half. So one of the lowest scoring games, if not the lowest scoring uh, total, I think it is the lowest scoring total of the night. So keep that in mind when you're looking. Uh, and on the injury report, we have Austin Rivers out, Omari Spellman out, Mitchell Robinson and Dennis Smith Jr. as probable. And on the Pacers, we have 
uh, Goga, he's out. Brian Bowen, Jeremy Lamb, both out. Uh, TJ Warren's questionable, but I think they said he was pretty much going to play. So let's start with the Knicks on here. Anybody on the Knicks, we know that Thibodeau loves to run his guys into the ground, but they are going up against a tough matchup uh, in the Indiana Pacers defensive team, uh, and they are on the road to start. So um, knowing that, is there anybody that you can feel confident playing here? Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, like you just said, Thibodeau's going to play these guys into the ground. So I'm expecting, you know, pretty solid minutes from just about the majority of the starters outside of, uh, you know, maybe the center position because we know Mitchell Robinson and Noel are going to split that time. Uh, with that being said, Noel's probably the guy that I'm targeting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, 3600 That's a fantastic price tag for a guy that we know is a fantastic point-per-minute guy. So, you know, steals, blocks, he's going to get the boards, he's going to chip in the, around the around the rim stuff. At 3600 I'd be shocked if Noel doesn't, you know, pay that off in, you know, 20 to 22 minutes, which is what I'm pretty much anticipating from him. Uh, and that's probably the floor. I wouldn't be shocked if he even plays more than that. So I, I definitely have some shares in Noel. I'm looking at Alec Burks, 4800 another guy that, you know, I can see being a solid value play. We'll talk about some other guys again. Does he make the cut? You know, probably not. Um, and then Bear at the Randall price tag sixty nine hundred. I think that's a little bit too rich for me. Um, he can easily pay that off. Don't get me wrong. You know, Randall's a great point per minute guy, but with this slate being this big, he's not making the cut throughout all the other power forward options that I have to choose from. So I'll probably just end up be looking at Noel and then maybe a little bit of Burks and Barrett. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. I think Noel for 3600 is super cheap. Uh, you're not going to get too many. I mean, you will get a 13-game slate. You will get uh, people around that that price tag that you like. But uh, you know he's going to play over 20 minutes in this one. And he, like you mentioned, he's a good point-per-minute guy. Um, I don't mind R.J. Barrett at 57. But in this particular slate with so many people on it and that them going against a uh, really good defensive team it gives me a little bit of pause but i know he's going to get a lot of usage and he's going to be the number one option on this team and play about 40 minutes if he can because that's what tibbs does Um, but outside that this is just a game in general that i'm not too i'm not heavily targeting i just um i'm going to be targeting Knicks a lot this year because of the high minute distribution on uh, most of this team but in this particular matchup uh, especially when we know that it's the lowest over under on the in the on the slate on a 13 game slate i'm not going to get too much exposure on them um but uh let's let's move on to the the pacers in this one how about anyone over here we have sabonis at 74 as the highest guy we have both backcourt guys at 62 and 61 Uh, miles turner at 57 anyone out here that you like yeah, I don't mind looking at a guy like Sabonis at 7,400. I mean, he averaged about 44 DK points against the Knicks during the regular season last season. Uh, they're pretty much outside of, you know, Noel running out a very similar lineup. And Noel and Mitchell Robinson, are, uh, you know, I guess they I guess they were rolling Taj Gibson at some point at center last year, too. Uh, those guys are almost interchangeable. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all pretty solid outside of Taj Gibson. Noel and Mitchell Robinson, very good defensive forces. So, I don't mind looking at him. Uh, you know, he did talk about he's still dealing with some plantar fasciitis as well. So I don't know if the team doctor, they need to look at that guy because they have two guys that have been dealing with plantar <laughs> fasciitis for about a year now. So, uh, but that doesn't that doesn't give me too much pause considering he's still dominated. We saw a dominant game from him in the preseason where he could still pull that off. Uh, you know, outside of that, Victor Oladipo, I, I, I'm not going to probably pull the trigger on this matchup. Brogdon, I think, is at a more than fair price tag if you want to look at them. But we'll talk about some other options where they're just going to be a little bit more enticing due to the game matchup and over-unders and things of that nature. So I'm really not looking at anybody, really, outside of maybe a share or two as a bonus. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Sabonis here either. At 7,400, that's a suppressed value for him usually. Uh, but I do have to go a little bit against you here. I, I don't mind Victor Oladipo at 6,100. I think this is a pretty good matchup for him. Um, and I'm expecting some solid things from him here. So uh, he's one of the guy I'm looking at. I think he's going to be a lot more assertive than he uh, has been. He was last year when he came back. I think he's another year removed from an, from that injury. So I, I like him here. And if I had to choose, I would say uh, at the same price as Colin, Colin Sexton, uh, I would I would go Oladipo in that one. And that's actually uh, like a uh, like I guess a pretty risky, not risky call, but I guess a, against the grain. Yeah, I don't mind Oladipo. I, I'm expecting big things from Oladipo this season. The one thing I want to kind of see though is uh, I was expecting TJ Warren. I think a lot of us were expecting TJ Warren to be out this game. So if, yeah. with him out, I would be all over Oladipo. But now you know TJ Warren was lighting up in the bubble, and he was like that dominant dude, and you know had that chip on his shoulder, and you know really looking forward to probably starting this game. And I think that's probably why. He, had an edge in convincing team doctors maybe to let them play dealing with this. They probably, I, I can't imagine they didn't want to give the guy a little bit more time. Uh, so I, I almost want to see how this kind of works out and shakes out in the offense first, where the shot distribution is. Cause now we're talking, you know, Sabonis, Oladipo, Warren Brogdon, all these guys should be taking 10 plus shots, but you know, where's I, the dominant coming from? I can't see them pushing TJ Warren too much in this game though. Um, maybe capping out at 24, but he probably could come out and play 34 minutes, but he didn't do much of anything this preseason in his training camp. Uh, and this this injury is still bothering him since the bubble. So I don't really see him getting thrown into the fire. I know they're starting him game one, which was very, very weird. But I don't think that he's – I think he has to have a minutes cap uh, somewhere. We're probably going to hear that tomorrow. And if we don't, then I don't know what they're doing with this plantar fasciitis type stuff. That's a good call. Yeah, definitely. We have to keep an eye on for that. And you're you're probably absolutely right. I can't imagine that they play him more than, uh, you know, like you said, a handful of like short spurts kind of thing. Uh, almost mm-hmm. what the uh, the Warriors said they were going to do with Wiseman because he only practiced three times. Yeah, right. Uh, so let's let's move on to the next one here. Another solid matchup of two playoff teams from last year. So we have the Miami Heat at the Orlando Magic. The Heat are four and a half point favorites. Uh, the money line is negative 190 for the Heat, plus 160 for the Magic, and the over-under is a little bit higher than the last game at 218.5. Now, on the injury report here, we have the Heat just have Gabe Vincent for now as questionable, and the Magic have um, three people that we know. Uh, Aminu's not playing, Isaac's not playing, and James Ennis is out for this one. Uh, but let's start with this Miami Heat team, a team that made it all the way to the finals, deep into the finals, had a deep playoff run. Um, so are, are you scared off of everybody, anybody on this team early in the season, knowing that they played deep into the, the, the playoffs and they have a pretty deep team to know that they don't have to force feed these guys minutes early in the season. I mean, that definitely impacts it, but I'm more scared away from the fact that they're playing Orlando who just slows <laughs> the game down and plays excellent defense. I'm, I'm not going to forget about this Orlando team from last season that led the league and in, in, in having one of the best defenses and one of the worst teams to target for fantasy or for DFS, that is. So uh, they're pretty much rolling out the same exact starting lineup minus, you know, James Enos for uh, Dwayne Bacon. Uh, and this team's going to play good defense. So they're not a team I want to target. You factored in the fact that this team just played all that uh, extra minutes during the postseason. So uh, I'll take that into account. With that being said, these guys are all underpriced. So I don't I don't mind it if you want to you know take a one-off on a Bam or a Butler. But they're not guys I'm going out of my way to play. If I said I had to play you know, one guy, it would, it would probably be Bam at 7,300. 
but we have so many options of guys that we can look at in better matchups uh, that we'll talk about or that we already did talk about, actually. So uh, that being Drummond. So, yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I'm not really going to heavily target anybody on Miami. I don't think I'm really going to target many people in this matchup. This is one of them that I'm I'm just most likely going to leave alone. It's a it's a very lower. It's a lot lower. Uh, over under besides besides the New York Indiana game it's pretty much the second lowest over under um the heat are deep and they're coming off that playoff run and like you mentioned Orlando slows the tempo down uh they don't they're not a, a they just like to play a hard grinded out defensive type game and if this game turns ugly everybody on Miami is not going to play anyway uh, if this is a competitive game they're just so deep that it's too early for them to rush it, and it's not a marquee matchup. If they, if they were playing, a, say, the Bucks or the Nets or someone, the Sixers, someone big in the East, even the, the Celtics, then I could see them trying to give it a little bit more. But they're playing, their first game is against, uh, nothing against Orlando, but it's just not a marquee matchup to where that uh, they're going to just be geared up for this one, you know? Um, but let's go on I- over to... Ooh, oh, I was just saying, no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, this is a game that they consider, you know, th- this could actually be something that we see being uh, one of the, the first round matchups for the for the Eastern Conference Finals. With that being said, this isn't a game that they're ready, like that they're 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 blowing out of the water. This isn't uh, the Clipper game and the Laker game that we saw tonight uh, where it's a marquee matchup, like you said, where these guys are yeah. going to probably play a little bit more. I completely agree and with you. For me, if, if one team, and I'll, just quickly getting off topic, but if one team from the East that made the playoff last year wasn't going to make it, uh, Orlando's the easy pick for me. And um, I'll agree with you on that, but I will also say some people were giving it criticism. I like that Isaac deal. I'm a big Isaac guy, and I think locking him up for that amount of money right now is a smart move because if this dude stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. Oh, it's a great move, but he's not playing at all this year. So <laughs> that's why I can get, I can say if some team's not going to make the playoffs this year, it's it's Orlando from that East. I, but let's move on to the Orlando Magic, where we have Vucevic at eighty two hundred, uh, and then you have everybody else um, six sixty one for Gordon, and then no one else above sixty uh, six thousand. On this team, we we know that Ennis is not going to play, and we know that Dwayne Bacon, for his 3K minimum salary, has kind of taken over that small forward role. He had a good first preseason game, but didn't do much after that. Is he a guy that you can use as a pump play for his minimum salary, or are you looking away from him? And if uh, is there anybody else that you're liking on this team, say a Markel Fultz for only 5K? Yeah, so, I mean, you could use Bacon as a pump play. Um I probably won't. I just don't see the – I mean, let's be real. It's a 13-game slate. It's the opening night. Uh, you know, guys are mispriced. There's going to be some high scores. Uh, I don't I don't see Dwayne Bacon, if you're playing at GPP, being the guy in the winning lineup. Uh, I think he's kind of capped as far as ceiling-wise around that 25-point, maybe at most 30-point mark on best-case scenario, and I'm just not taking the shot on him. Uh, but again, if you need to use it at 3K, he's there. There's worse guys you can go with. So I, I won't completely say rule him out, but he's not a guy that I'm going to be overexposed to. And I think you touched on it. Markel Fultz would probably be the guy that I'm looking at at 5K. It's just he's talked about it. He just got that new deal. Uh, he's feeling overconfident at this point. You know, he expressed how much he loves Orlando and how this franchise has treated him since he's been there and, you know, all this good stuff. So I, I think he's been looking great during the preseason. I, I like Markel Fultz this season. I'm I'm pretty high on him. 5K, I think, is a little too cheap. I think he should be probably priced a little bit more towards that Evan Fournier range, around that 58 to 6K range. Uh, and then I think Vucevic's always in play, 82. But, you know, I'm I'm not playing a push come to shove over Drummond. He's more of a contrarian play if you're just trying to get somebody at lower ownership uh, in, in a GPP. 
Yeah, and I think you said it perfectly. Um, and the, what, what I think you said perfectly as well was that it's first game of the season. There is a lot of people out price or not priced accurately or accordingly, and we're going to get to that even more. Uh, just keep going on there. I know one guy already that you're going to say you got you you really like him at his price. We already mentioned Drummond at only eight k, uh, but Fultz at five k. I mean, that's that's very good. That's just not much money at all to throw in on a starting point guard. You should see 30 minutes a game, and he looks like he improved. He improved last year. He looks like he's improving again. Uh, he's continually getting better the more his shoulder in woes and injury, whatever that case that was, is is in the past. And uh, he's probably my favorite player on this team. And, um yeah, you said Vucevic. I, I just can't go against Drummond unless you just really think that everybody's going to play Drummond, which they probably are. Um, but let's move on to that, that next one. We have, since we have so many, we're trying to do these quick hitters here for you guys. Um, let's go to game four. I believe it's game four, correct? Yep. Washington Wizards versus the Philadelphia 76ers. We have the Wizards at a plus seven and a half underdogs, plus 250 on the money line. Sixers are negative... 310 on the money line, and the over-under is a high one at 229. I believe this is, um, nope, this is one of the, the the top five highest scoring games on the on the over-under slate. Um, but let's start with the, the Wizards and the injury report for them. We have Rui Hachimura has <laughs> double pink eye or whatever they want to call it. Uh, so he's not going to be playing. Guy I, sniffing farts, man. <laughs> this is bad. He doesn't just have one; he has both, and that's <laughs> that's just funny. Uh, we have Garrison Matthews is out, and Cassius Winston, both G League two two way guys, they're not going to be playing in this one. And um, there's nothing for the Sixers yet. the The team of the Philadelphia Sixers right now have nobody on the injury report. Uh, I don't know how many times we're going to say that, and probably Embiid, even though he's he's going to play, they're probably going to put him questionable tomorrow morning. Just, just because, just to, just to keep that up. Um, but let, let's run into the Wizards before I digress. And um, how do you, how do you like this shaking out? Uh, they said Westbrook's not going to have any restrictions for this first game. We have him and Beal getting their first action in, in the regular season together. Uh, they didn't play in the preseason together. Um, and then we have Thomas Bryant right there, who was, who came on fire during the the, the bubble games when he played. Uh, there's no Rui, so we have maybe the exciting. Um, uh, Denny Advija playing a little bit more minutes. We have Bertans coming back. A uh, lot of lot of names here, man. Who, how are you feeling about this Wizards team? Well, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. you just said Denny's name because I feel like you. This is the first name you actually said right, but you said it like too correct. Like you, you pronounced <laughs> the pronunciation was too correct. Maybe I'm it. just I'm just trolling everybody. And uh, I'm just the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but no, you touched on it. Westbrook without the minutes restriction is something that we have to pay attention. Obviously, this is the matchup that we would love. Uh, Philadelphia plays good defense, so. Uh, but 9,300, if we're talking, you know, old Westbrook, high usage, playing next to Scott or playing with Scott Brooks, uh, 50 points was pretty much his floor. So when I'm looking at 9,300, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 30 to 34 minutes, this guy could triple double. Um, I don't mind looking at some Westbrook. There's a lot of high owned or, I mean, high priced guys that we're going to talk about. I expect him to be one of the higher owned guys, but I definitely have some interest. Beal at 85. Don't mind it. Not a guy that I'm overexcited about, though. I think that's probably right where he should be priced. Maybe a little bit higher. He's still going to have high usage. He's still going to lead this team and probably shot attempts as well. So if you want to look at him. Other than that, it's really just the guys that are going to kind of be being in that power forward, small forward position, like Davis Bertans. Uh, or if you want to look at Denny at 4K, 
but those guys feel that they're pretty much priced accordingly, and I feel like there's better values available that we have talked about or will. Yeah, and I'm with you with the Westbrook. Any other matchup? all over him this one gives me a slight pause because ben simmons is fantastic at uh defense and this entire philly team is really good at defense that said if he's gonna play me third if he's gonna get you 35 minutes uh back to scott brooks he's not we know he's not shy it's not like he's losing points for missing field goals so uh he could like you said he could easily triple double and i like him around that I like him on here, even though he's 93. Looking around at the people around his price tag, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, both have kind of difficult matchups. Damian Lillard, um, Utah, Devin Booker. Um, he might be the only one I like slightly more, but out of the first four names that I mentioned, I think Westbrook has the highest upside in this back to Scott Brooks, so I'm with you there. Everybody else, um, I, I think they're priced accordingly too, but I think Denny, he, I know you said you, you're not too on him, but for 4K, he, he'd be a guy I'm looking at in that range. I think he's, uh, um, in, in this matchup, he might be pretty good on it. Um, I'm expecting a pretty good workload from him too, but being able to, like, I, in my opinion, he he should be their starting four anyway. I know they just drafted Rui last season, and I'm not saying anything bad. Like, Rui's talented. Rui's possesses a lot of things, but this kid is good. Um, you know, you don't you don't play this kid out of position just because you know you drafted some guy last season. If his best position it happens to be power forward, I believe he's six nine. So uh, you know, he kind of fits that bill. He may not be able to offer the best thing on defense just yet, but Rui doesn't do that either. So I wouldn't be shocked if this guy just ends up slotting in there as that starting power forward. They have Troy Brown Jr., who I think should be the starting small forward. But between those both those guys, I, I think they're you know GPP flyers, and if they're they're solid values. Yeah, and I think, uh, like you said, and he's a playmaker. Uh, this guy can do a lot. He can dribble. He can he can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot, pull up, spot up. He can do a lot of things on the basketball court. Uh, and I think maybe this this game is too early, but he's going to start becoming a, a a play that people really like later on in the season as the season progresses. Uh, but let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. We have the big guns. Uh, and no, we're not talking about James Harden because he's not on the team yet. I said, yeah, because uh, I think that's the most likely scenario for him still. Uh, but let's talk about who's who's on the team. And Joel Embiid at 98, Ben Simmons 87. Uh, then we got Harris and and Curry and Milton. Um, do you like? Can you play? Can you play Embiid at 98 on a slate like this? I mean, he should absolutely dominate this matchup. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Uh, there's nothing that should stop him uh, from from absolutely just taking this home. He averaged about 52 DK points against this team uh, during the regular season last uh, last year across three games. And again, it's it's pretty much a similar front court, if not an easier one at this point. Uh, but you know, push comes to shove. Does he is he is the eighteen hundred dollar difference better than Drummond? You know, again, probably not. I'd probably still prefer the Drummond in that $1,800. This is a fantastic matchup. It's an up-paced matchup for Philadelphia, especially now that Westbrook is there. It's not like he's going to slow that pace down any way, shape, or form compared to what they had with, you know, Shabazz Napier and Ishmith. Uh, I expect him to try to push it even more. Uh, and Scott Brooks is going to give him the keys. You could fully anticipate that between him and Beal. So, you know, he's not out of play. He's a fantastic play. Is he the optimal play? That I don't know. Um, I'm going to be working that through, you know, maybe in those scenarios where you don't want to play Drummond and you want to spend up. Sure. Uh, outside of that, probably going to go Drummond. Oh, and I'm with you on that on that particular call. It's it, The gap's going to close sooner rather than later. Drummond's not going to stay at 8K for the majority of this season. He's probably going to, he's going to creep up about 84 by the next game and 88 
maybe in in two weeks. So he's gonna he's gonna close that gap. But right now, I think that gap's so wide to where uh, even if Embiid scores ten more points than him, twelve more points than him, you're getting that eighteen hundred that you can spend everywhere else. Uh, and like you said, though, Embiid, this is a smash spot for him. So if you did want to play him, I can't fault you for it. But I, I would rather keep that money and and use it to get someone else in, on a thirteen game slate. Um, but what about Simmons Is it, or anybody else on this team? Anyone else you can look at? The only other guy I'm looking at, it's not going to be Simmons. It would be Tobias Harris. I think that price tag is more than fair at 6,200. He's a guy that, you know, we can pretty much expect him to be second on the team in shot attempts. Uh, other than Seth, Seth Curry, now the new addition, he's pretty much their primary outsource, uh, outside threat as well. Uh, he, he did a pretty good job against Washington last year. Again, in three games, put about 38, 39 DK points up per game. So at 6,200, up-paced uh, matchup, you know, Pretty solid usage in, in for opening night. I don't, I don't mind paying that price tag for him. Also, he's uh, small forward eligible, which helps. Not like we really need that when there's 26 teams playing. We have our <laughs> choice of the litter, but uh, you know sometimes that could be a, a painful position. Yeah, and this this is another guy that's usually in the 7K range, close uh, high 7K range too. So that's very suppressed price for him in a up pace, fantastic matchup. So I like that too. Uh, if you're really digging deep. And maybe not on the 13 game slate, but I like Shake Milken. Oh, I said Shake Milken. Shake Shake Milton at his 41k price. Hopefully, on a smaller slate, he can stay around there because I think he's going to be uh, very crucial to this team in the second unit. But on 13 game slate, we have more people around here that we can we can play at at 4k. Um, Absolutely, I agree with you on that. Let's go on to this next game. The Milwaukee. This is this is a battle of a, of a very good teams. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Uh, the the Bucks are opening as three and a half point favorites at a negative one sixty five money line, and a, a Celtics plus one forty on the money line. The over under is two twenty five and a half. And on the injury report, we have Taco Fall, Romeo Langford, and Kemba Walker out on the Boston Celtics, and right now just DJ Augustine doubtful. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's go on to the the big three in the in the, the Bucks now. Giannis, Middleton, Drew. Uh, can, you, can you play everybody? Can you play Giannis at t- 10-2 in this matchup? Absolutely. I mean, you could play Giannis <laughs> at 12K in this matchup. I mean, this is – that's – Let's be real. This team, it changed a little bit. Drew Holiday's in there instead of Eric Bledsoe. They got a couple backup bigs. For the most part, the starting lineup, the crux of it, it's the same. Giannis is still a guy that's going to have a usage above 30 to 33%, and he's going to be in a fantastic matchup. Let's be real. Uh, Boston, they brought in Tristan Thompson. He's not even probably going to play, A. And B, it's not like he's a great force defensively. He should still have his way with this front court. Um, 10-2, way too cheap. This guy should probably be priced around 11-5, 11-6. So if you want to fire up some Giannis, you can't go wrong with him. Uh, I think you're looking at a floor of probably about 55. Uh, he's always has that upside of you know close to you know 70 in this sort of matchup. So uh, I'll be I'll be playing me some Giannis. Outside of that, it's, it's probably going to be you know I, I do think Middleton's a little underpriced, but not not compared to what we have a, a, a opportunity wise on the slate. So not really going to be going to Milton. I won't be going to too much Holiday. Probably won't be playing too much Lopez. I, you know, it is a good matchup for him. And then it's Divincenzo. I think he's the guy <laughs> that I'll be looking at next. Your 4K. So, you know, you mentioned it. DJ Augustine out, who is their primary backup point guard. So, uh is a guy that is probably going to be expected to start. He's pretty good defensively. He's a D and three type guy. And now he's also probably going to have to handle the backup point guard duties. Otherwise you're looking at a guy like, you know, Brent Forbes doing that. And I, I don't see him handling it. So for me, it's Giannis and uh, Dante DiVincenzo at 4K. 
And I am with you on pretty much everything you said. And since we have a 13-game slate and I want to keep this moving, I'm just going to go to the Sixers because I think you nailed that perfectly. I don't I don't need to expand on that. But I will say DiVincenzo at 4K, really rock solid um, right there. And, and Giannis is going to be higher higher or more expensive as we go on. So you're getting a little discount for him right now. Uh, but let's go on to the Celtics then, man. Uh, looks like we hit on the, the Bucks really quickly. Let's see if you we can hit on the, the Boston Celtics. And we have Tatum at 92, and then Brown dropping down to 67. Um, and then everybody else there, Marcus Smart and Brown are the same. And then there's to me, there's really not much here uh, outside of uh, Jeff Teague if you're not going – expensive um but how do you how do you feel about the celtics team well i mean i'm, I'm not playing tatum at 9200 in this matchup i i did get it tatum's a budding superstar if not already a superstar and they'll eventually get to the point where he's matchup proof uh this still isn't one that i'm going to sit here and target on a 13 game slate and pay full price for i think 9200 is a fair price for tatum it's what he should be you touched on Brown, though, at 6700 I think that's a good price tag for him i think he can outplay that especially you know no kemba no hayward we got to anticipate, you know, shot attempts being funneled towards Brown. Tatum was already getting his. He can't really handle any more uh, than the 18 to 20 he was taking last season. So uh, I'm in on Brown. Uh, not a primary play necessarily, but definitely probably one of my favorite plays from the Celtics. And then, you know, just keep an eye on whoever's playing the center position, whether if, if Thompson suits up 4,700. He hasn't really played with this team too much and you know doesn't have that much you know time with them. And I expect them to pretty much chop those minutes up between him and Tice anyway. Uh, but, you know, Milwaukee's been pretty weak against opposing centers, so uh, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at one of those guys. But until we kind of see how the minutes shake out, I don't feel real comfortable by either one of them. Yeah, and they, they took Thompson off the injury report altogether after two consecutive practices. So we should be playing. Don't know how many minutes at the moment, uh, but they should be playing and probably spending minutes there. And I'm kind of with you. D- Jason Tatum, on this slate, I would rather pay 600 more and get Embiid. Um, but for future matchups, and, and when there's not an entire league playing, uh, Jason Tatum is going to be on many many of my lineups. I do I don't mind Jalen Brown in this at 67. That's a that's a fair price, like you mentioned though. Um, and maybe I take some Jeff Teague looks. I think the matchup is hard for him with with Drew Holiday out there. But I, I have a feeling Drew Holiday might see a lot of Jalen Brown um, and and Divincenzo on Jeff Teague, who's also not too bad. So that gives me a little bit more edge playing him at 4K, knowing he's going to get a lot of run also. Uh, so he's another option to take if you're in that 4K looking range out there for me. No, that's well, a great call. That's a great call. I, I, I should have mentioned Jeff Teague at 4K, so I'm glad you did, man. That's He's going to be a very, very popular value play, I think. So we mentioned a lot of other guys in that 4K mm-hmm. range. Your Garland's. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's not coming to my mind right now, but I know we mentioned at least two or three other guys around that. Divincenzo, Divincenzo, um, Milton, exactly. And Teague's going to draw higher ownership than all these guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do like Jeff Teague. I think that's a very, 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 very fair price tag, and I think he does pay off the salary. Um, does he come out here and put up 37 DK points and and just crush this slate? He could do that it's one of those kinds of things where I'm almost thinking about fading the ownership, you know, and Mm -hmm. you got to take that into account where, yes, I do understand the upsides there. We're going to have other guys at lower ownership that do present that similar upside as well, though. So uh, I'll probably fade the ownership on Teague knowing that he's still a great play in this kind of scenario. All right, let's go on to this next one. The new Orleans Pelicans and the Toronto Raptors Pelicans are plus four. 
uh, underdogs. They're getting four in this one, plus 150 on the money line. Raptors, negative 180, and a 229.5 over under. Oh, I, this is going to be my personal uh, game that's going to be on the TV because this is going to be a fun one for the 7 730 um, type start. And then maybe I switch it over when we get to the next game. But uh, I can't wait to, to actually watch this basketball game. But let's throw on to the, the injury report on the Pelicans. We just have Wenyan Gabriel and Will Magne both out in the Raptors. Patrick McCaw, it seems like he's been on the injury report for years now. Uh, he's out. And Norman Powell is questionable with um, – they don't know if he's going to clear protocol yet. So that's – that's I don't, no one knows what's going to happen with that one, so we'll keep that in the ear. Assume he plays, but he very well, very well may not play. Uh, let's start with the, the um, <clears throat> New Orleans in this one, the away team. Um, start with the big elephants in the room, Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson. Uh, yes, I said his full name, but can you play these guys? Um, and will you play these guys? I know you can play these guys, but will you? The only reason you said his full name is because it was literally the easiest pronunciation of a last name in like the English <laughs> language. So, um, you know, I don't blame you for that. But if I had to choose between those two guys, it's going to be Zion for me. Ingram's priced appropriately. Zion still, he's got plenty of wiggle room on that price tag at 7,500. Is it the best matchup? No. It's not, mm-hmm. but let's be real. Siakam is still like Zion's a, a force of nature. That's the thing. It's he. This dude can bully the biggest of bodies. Siakam's not necessarily a big body. Uh, Aaron Baines is, but he's gonna have his handfuls with uh, with Stephen Adams himself. And there's a reason why they brought Stephen Adams in. It's so they they can create this mismatch. They can and, force the bigger body onto Stephen Adams and let Zion bully whoever the hell he wants. So, yep. Um, I don't. I didn't. I don't know if I cut you off at any point if you were about to say anything. But Zion's pretty much the only guy I'm looking at in New Orleans. I know this is a fantastic matchup. I think all these guys uh, outside of Zion, maybe a little bit of Bledsoe, 5600, are pretty much priced appropriately. Yeah, and I was gonna say um, Zion is probably the second strongest person in the league right now, and the only person stronger than him is his starting front court mate, Stephen Adams, and that's just wow. That's going to be scary for opposing. Um, front courts i know they're not going to be stretching the floor like we do in the modern age now but this these guys can just bang with anybody and they are are big and yeah i love zion at the 7500 price tag you don't really want to target people against toronto that can't shoot threes because last year that was their weakness on um, three-point shot shooting but besides that they were a fa- top five offense top five defense type of team um but this guy's going to be get, getting funneled, and I don't think this is a scary matchup for him at his price tag. Other people around that price tag, I'll just throw out really quickly. Um, we have Siakam, Butler, Collins, uh, Sabonis. I think he has a higher upside than Sabonis. John Wall, there's another guy that we'll get to in a couple games, Shy. Um, but I, I, I think he has some of the best upside in, the, in this slate just because he's we, – we haven't seen – the best of him yet um but yeah outside of him i'm not too interested in too many other people i think everybody's uh, decently priced in a tough matchup and and so i'm gonna i'm gonna look elsewhere on that with you as well uh but let's jump on over to the raptor side we have siakam at the highest at 7600 just right outside right next to zion and then everybody else a little little lower than that we have lowry van vliet powell might not even play OG and Nunnaby only at 5K. Aaron Baines, you mentioned 4-3. Uh, where are you looking at that? And if Norman Powell doesn't play, is there anybody else like a Terrence Davis that you can maybe look at at 38? Well, there's definitely the, a lot of guys on Toronto that I think we could look at. I mean, I think all these guys are 
you know, I think Siakam's priced appropriately. Even him, he might be a little slightly underpriced. Uh, Lowry's underpriced. Van Vliet's underpriced. Uh, you mentioned OG. He's underpriced. Even Baines is underpriced. <laughs> and so this is an up-paced matchup. So you can look at any one of these guys. If I'm leaning towards anyone, you know, we talked about a ton of centers. And you, if anybody's been listening to my, our shows for a while and heard me talk, I love my centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Baines, 4300 I think that's a great price tag. He's a guy I'm expecting, you know, a 20, 24 to 26 to 27-minute range for him. They're still going to play Boucher. Uh, but the fact that he's underpriced uh, compared to Boucher and, you know, is in that starting role, um, that seems a little bit wild to me. So I, I don't mind looking at some Baines. And then if I had to pick anybody else, it would probably be somebody uh, like OG 5K. I think that's a, a very cheap price tag for a guy that has a high motor in a game that's going to be up pace. They're expecting him to take on a little bit more of an offensive role this season. Had a fantastic preseason. Um, and you know, for every minute that Brandon Ingram plays, I expect OG to play as well. So those are my two primary targets. I'm going to be looking for a little bit of value in this. I, I don't expect too much crazy ownership to go to either one of those guys either. But if you want to play about Lowry or Van Vliet or anybody in that backcourt, they're both in great spots as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you too. I think, uh, OG at 5k, that's why I mentioned that's, that's very cheap for him. And in a and this is going to be a fast-paced matchup. New Orleans likes to play fast. Uh, every time we've seen Stan Van Gundy coach, especially with talent and talented big men, he runs the ball, uh, and they, they they fire away. So I like OG here at five. Uh, Aaron Baines, this is they they need him on the court. He's the toughest guy on this team, and he can he's been he was shooting threes well, so he can. Um, get Steven Adams out of the paint there and, and try and stretch him, get some open threes there. So I like him as well at 43. That's just very cheap if you're falling down there. Um, Van Vliet at 67, just cheap too. Um, you, you're not going to say, you're not going to keep him under 7K for too, too long, especially in an up-tempo matchup. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you if you want to take a stab at anybody, like you said, can't hurt you here. Um, but uh, there's so many games that you don't have to overload on this one. Let's go to... Thanks. Oh, you were going to say exactly? Exactly. All right, man. I'm just trying to keep it going because... Uh, nah, motor it, we, man. I mean, we're we, halfway through, it feels gotta, like. And it's, it's, what are we, like 45 minutes in? We got to yeah, keep it going. It feels like we're going so fast, too, but there's just so many games. Um, but before we get into the next one, guys, the support for this podcast, DFS Today, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming Big news, guys. Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good, too? Now, with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. A calming and inviting, this, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst uh, before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver and woodsy masculine finish Uh, this 50 milliliter spray cologne is even hypoallergenic guys cruelty free dye free paraben free and 100 percent vegan Uh, so this beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood and now you can use the new manscape refined cologne to completely to complete your set and smell great anytime anywhere any place uh, so it's time to feel sexy, guys. And right now, get 20% off free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the promo code HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. All right, man, let's get on to this next game. The Atlanta Hawks at the Chicago Bulls. We have the Bulls. 
two-point underdogs at home. Uh, we have the over-under at 231.5. This is going to be another fast-paced team with two young, exciting teams, but we will start with the away team in the Hawks. We have um, Trey Young, John Collins, everybody out there. And in the injury report, we have Clint Capella is now doubtful with that same lingering foot injury. It looked like he was going to be healthy this season, but uh, now we don't know. Uh, we have um, Cam Reddish probable, Brandon Goodwin questionable, Kevin Huerter probable, uh, Onyeki Okongwu out, Chris Dunn out, Rajon Rondo out, Tony Snell out, and a laundry list that we had there. On the Chicago Bulls, we have Devin Dotson questionable, Thomas Sadoransky questionable, and Thad Young out. Uh, let's start with this Hawks team. How are you feeling here? Uh, knowing that Clint Capella is probably not going to play and John Collins is going to move down to the center spot, maybe most likely Gallinari moves into the starting power forward spot, and all these pieces that we always said, oh, there's too many of them there, now they're all going to be um, getting extra minutes now. Uh, how do you feel about this team? Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> the, the Hawks, they're all in play. Um, Trey Young, 9400 that's a fair price tag for him. Going against Kobe White, that doesn't scare me one bit. Uh, I'm expecting high usage from Trey Young. Uh, but, the, you know, with all these other guys that we talked about, high-priced guys, does he make the cut for me? He does, uh, but he'll be lower-owned for me. You know, if I'm making, let's say, 10 lineups, I'll have him in maybe one or two. Uh, I'll be primarily looking at guys like John Collins. You're talking about him shifting over to the center position, being utilized in the pick-and-roll a little bit more at Trey Young now. I'm expecting a few more points from him. 7600 I think it's a fair price tag. Chicago's a great matchup, so... Uh, I think John Collins and then his starting front court mate uh, expected Danilo Gallinari, 5,100. You know, this is a price tag for Gallinari that was priced at a bench roll. Um, if he's starting mm-hmm. and playing 30-plus minutes, I think 5,100 is more than fair price tag in this Chicago matchup. Um, you know, him and Laurie Marketing, it, it's basically like that Spider-Man meme of just two guys pointing at each other. Uh, where they're like very similar, pretty much the same exact guys, <laughs> zero defense, just going to chuck threes, take a lot of shots, shoot about 44, 45% uh, and, and love life while they're doing it. So those are the two primary guys you're looking at. If you want to look at a Bogdanovich again, he's a guy that they brought over. They're anticipating some pretty good things from um, with some of these other backcourt guys like Chris Dunn and Rondo being rolled out. We'll probably see him handle a little bit more ball handling responsibility. So uh, he'd probably be like, you know, a tier two guy for me. But Collins, Gallinari, both guys that I'll be primarily targeting. And then I won't knock you if you want to play some bo- uh, some bogey and Trey Young. Yeah, and, and I'm with you there. I think Collins at 76, knowing that Clint Capella is not going to be there clogging up the lane and he has more room to roll, operate also. Uh, at 76, that's a very good price tag against a, this Bulls team. Um, Gallinari, you, know, you mentioned he might not start. Maybe they start Hunter, uh, but he's still going to get out a lot more run than you expected and at 51 uh, we mentioned a couple people around this price range this is a great matchup for him i love how you did the spider-man meme because <laughs> they really are except marketing's a little bit bigger and that's the that's the big difference there um and i don't mind myself some some cam reddish knowing that if capella doesn't play and this rotation changes a little bit uh maybe maybe cam reddish should start at the two because i I think he's very good Uh, so i don't mind me looking at him at 39 but he's just not a safer option maybe a a gpp type flyer for you uh, if you want to go a very low owned guy that no one else is really going to look at i wouldn't mind there but i think like you said collins and gallinari are my two two guys on this team that i'm going to look at the most for their price tags yeah Uh, absolutely let's go on to the hawks 
I mean, well, <laughs> let's go on. I looked right at the Bulls and said the Hawks. They're both the same colors. So let's go right on to the to the Bulls here. You, you almost have... said Hawks again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I almost did. Oh, oh gosh, it's the it's the the red and white. It just it's getting to me. I think uh, it's let's... that you're slowly looking over at your TV and seeing your Lakers get just up. <laughs> smacked on opening ceremony night like what is this but uh, i yeah. digress yeah there's a we don't have enough time here buddy let's go <laughs> let's go on to the the bulls here um i know we were talking on before we went on that we like some similar guy in the backcourt but i'll let you start this one off i appreciate that uh give me all the glory no yeah kobe white man uh i think he's a fantastic play he's one of my favorite point guard options on the slate at 6500 uh, I like that price tag, and you know a lot of people look at it and think it's fair, and it is fair. I still think it's underpriced, but it's still very fair, and it's just fair enough where people are going to go to some cheaper options. So give me some Kobe White. Uh, the, you know we've already heard talk about him handling the ball a lot more, having the ball in his hands, higher usage. I'm expecting more assists from him this season as well. Uh, he's probably going to be you know second or third in the team in usage as well. Uh, in the backcourt, uh, he's going against Trey Young. Let's be real. Trey Young does not play defense outside of Isaiah Thomas. He was the worst statistical defender. So give me some Kobe White, and then I don't mind some Wendell Carter Jr. We talk about centers left and right. Aaron Baines is around the same price tag. But, um, you know, with no Clint Capella, it, it's a cakewalk matchup. We saw them wanting to use, utilize that uh, outside shot for Wendell Carter Jr. Now, don't be scared off uh, just because he wasn't knocking them down in preseason. He's going to keep taking these. He was a good shooter at Duke. Um, I anticipate him, you know, he's not gonna be a 40% three point shooter or anything like that, but he's a guy that can shoot 35, 34% from deep, um, on good shot attempts. And, you know, he was never utilized last season. I expect a lot more of the offense to kind of see his go his way this season. So I'm expecting big things from him at 4,400. Um, the matchup's great. And I anticipate this guy at some point is, you know, 6k to 6,300. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of this bulls team. I think we're, I'm going to play a lot of these guys and uh, a lot this year. Um, but for this first game, I think Kobe White at 65 is is a little low. I, he's going to be creeping over 7K very shortly. Uh, and then two other guys I think you mentioned that are are very low, Wendell Carter Jr. at 44, and I really like Laurie Markinen at 48. Uh, there's no way that these two guys are going to stay this low for this long. I can see Markinen getting at least 6K shortly uh, and Wendell Carter Jr. following suit. So those are those are two options for you uh, if you're looking at lower owned guys um, and, and just cheap in, in a matchup that's going to be fast paced and uh, fits their fits their style. So I'm with you there on those two guys and 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 Kobe White. I should say three guys. Yeah, and I, I didn't touch on marketing <laughs> because I knew that was your guy. I want I wanted to leave that for you. And uh, this game does have one of the higher over unders on the night too. So let's keep that in mind. You know, there's 13 games. 229 and a half, I believe it's coming in under right now. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It might it might be changing. Uh, but that's that's perfect. That's what we want to see. This Hawks, this Hawks pace and the Bulls pace, they both like the run and gun. Uh with these two teams, they just bleed points. So we'll have full exposure. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I have two to three guys from this game. And that's you know, pretty solid considering I like to spread my usage in, in my in my play out throughout um the slate. So and um I'll yeah, I'll I'll take Marking in just a slight bit, I guess. Uh, he's he's over seven feet. If there's no Capella there, that means we mentioned either DeAndre Hunter or Danilo Gallinari have to guard him. He has about four inches on each of them. I expect a lot more rebounds to be coming around. Uh, he could easily he could shoot, and he's going to post up both of those guys. So I, I like him in this matchup for 48. Uh, and you touched on the other guys, so 
grudge match too because he didn't get that signage uh he was, he was <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. upset about that he actually spoke to the media about it saying how he's very disappointed it didn't happen um but now it motivated him a little bit more people in people in contract years tend to give it a little extra and i wonder why that's the case uh but i digress let's go on to this this next game because we still got one two three four five six more games to get through buddy uh we hit we hit half of them and we're almost near an hour. It's it's, it's insane. Uh, hopefully we never have to do this one again because that's a lot of games for everybody to talk about. Uh, but let's go on. Actually, I love it. Never mind. I do want to do this again. Uh, but let's go on to the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets, a playoff rematch from last year with so much turnover that neither of these teams look the same. Um, but we have the Thunder at seven-point underdogs and an over-under at 226. Let's start with the Thunder, and let's start with your guy, Shy at only 75. Can you play him, and who else on this team are you looking at in um, in this what should be a fast-paced shootout matchup? Yeah, well, I mean, you said it. Um, I think I had a number in my head coming into the season of what, you know, what would be too much for me to pay on opening night for Shea, and it was right around 8200 So this is definitely cheap enough for me to have some exposure. Now, with that being said, 7500 it's not it's underpriced, uh, but it's it's not egregious either. So, you know, there's guys is he gonna be in the in the winning slate lineup? He could potentially he has that upside. I'm expecting a massive usage for him. Um, in my opinion, he should win most improved player of the year this year. He's my front runner for it. So I'm expecting massive things from Shea. Uh I would say, you know, maybe a ceiling of about forty three to forty four DK points, a floor of about thirty five to thirty six which puts him at a nice fair play. So he's definitely in play for me. I think Horford at 6K, expecting big things from Horford, a nice bounce back season after his uh, time that wasn't well spent in Philadelphia. He talked about how much he hated it there and how it was his ticky tacky and there's all this drama and all this. Well, he's got a fresh start with all these young guys and 6K is a fair price tag. So those are the only two guys I'm really looking at at all for this, uh, for this OKC team. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, shy 75 is a, is a decent price tag. I think it's underpriced, but it's not, like you said, egregious. Uh, and Al Horford should play really well in this matchup at 6K. Uh, maybe if you wanted to go with the, the Darius Baisley hype at 51, you could look that way. But I think there will be better matchups for that, especially if uh, they wind up playing Cousins and, and Wood together more often than not. That'd be, uh, I don't want Baisley against yeah, Wood. Yeah, even if it's Tucker. Um, Tucker's yeah. thick. You know what I mean? It's he's not a really amazing. good defender. Exactly. So it's it's not you know we'll we'll have times this year where we're targeting Baisley. He's another guy I'm very high on. I don't think this is the matchup I want to do it just because, like you said, they could throw Cousins of Wood, and even if it's Tucker out there, it's going to be problems for him on offense and defense. Tucker's not an explosive offensive player whatsoever. He might have three shot attempts, uh, but he's hard nosed defender. Yeah, he's a hard nosed defender and he's thick, so he can back him down and pretty much have his way with him if he really wanted yep. to. He's he's on on the team grind right there, uh, but let's go to Houston and the big news of James Harden is probably going to play. I don't know. I saw them saying he was just partying maskless at a, at a maskless party. I don't know what's going on with him, but um, if he's playing, is ten four <laughs> is ten four good for Harden in knowing all this crazy drama that's going on with him and the team and and all this stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. The price tag's fantastic. Let's be real. If we knew this was James Harden last year and we we're paying ten four for him, we're lock <laughs> excuse me, we're locking that in. But there is the drama. Um, there is all this other controversy going on. But we can look at that from two two different ways. Is it gonna be negative or is he gonna be like, Yeah, let me ball out, <laughs> show everybody what I do on a daily basis. I can go hit the strip club, come out here and drop fifty, and it doesn't even matter. 
Um, it could go both ways. So I, I don't mind playing him. Do I play him over Westbrook? Do I play him over another guy like Doncic that we'll get to in a little bit? That's where it gets tough. I mean, those are the three primary, you know, expensive guys I find myself playing the most on this slate right now uh, and looking at the most. So push comes to shove. He's up there with those guys, and he's very, very fair, square in play. But the guy that I'm looking for at, on Houston the most is Christian Wood, uh, the new addition. Would you say you have reason. Wood for uh, Wood at this price tag? Oh, yeah. I mean, if anybody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anybody's been listening to these shows, I've been hyping Christian Wood since he's, I think, you know, taking his tour with the Pelicans. Uh, and he's probably had spent time with about five different NBA, six different NBA teams, including their G League system. So uh, this dude can ball. He's absolutely a stud. He's well worth the contract that Houston gave him. Uh, he's their starting center. DeMarcus Cousins, his backup, and then he will play alongside of a power forward. But it is Christian Wood. Do not think for a second that DeMarcus Cousins is going to play Wood off the floor. It is not going to happen. It, he is the guy for them in the front court. So 6,300 is more than fair. Um, I'm expecting a firm double-double, if not close to it, uh, in this game with upwards of you know 18 to 20 points from Christian Wood. So uh, sign me up. The only thing I don't love is that he's only center eligible now. He used to have some power forward eligibility. Yeah, that's, that's obnoxious. And I like, mm-hmm. we, and we both like a lot of centers on this thing, but taking his power forward eligibility away uh, kind of is a bummer. I don't get how they could give it to, you know, and it's going to change. And let's just hope that it goes towards Wood. Uh, because once they do start playing these guys alongside of each other, one of them is going to have to get power forward eligibility. It's his bottom line. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, let's just let's cross our fingers and hope it goes to Wood instead of Cousins. Yeah, and, and, and let's hope. And I'm with you. I think that price tag is fantastic. Uh, if you... We we mentioned quite a few other centers there. Uh, if if take out position eligibility, and if you if you already have Drummond and you you already use your utility, uh, the other people in his price range, I like him more than that than them are. So it's just a matter of how how you can construct your lineup, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Should we move on to the next game? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's get these. Let's try and run through these guys. Uh, the Spurs and the Grizzlies. We have the Spurs at two point underdogs. We have the over under at a whopping two thirty one and a half. Um, we have a couple people on the injury report here. I believe um, <clears throat> at the scroll. We have obviously Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonte Porter, uh, Killian Tilly, Xavier Tillman, and Justice Winslow not playing on the Grizzlies, and we have. Quindre Weatherspoon and Derek White out for the Spurs, but we do have Keldon Johnson in, I guess, because he's not on the injury report, and they mentioned that uh, they took him off. He didn't play in the preseason, really, uh, and he's been injured for a while, but we don't know what to expect from him right now. But knowing that at least Derek White's out, who's part of the rotation, uh, who are you looking at on this? Can you Can you go... Murray at 56, just the 5,600. Do you like that? Um, do you like Aldridge at only 65? Um, I, I, I know you like those guys because of those price tags, <laughs> but uh, do you like DeRozan, we'll say, at 73? I, I like all three of them. I think they're all three <laughs> underpriced. So, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, as I say. So, yeah, all three in play. They're all underpriced. It's a up pace matchup for them. Uh, DeJounte Murray is the guy that stands out to be the most, especially with Derek White off the floor. Um, you know, Patty Mills is going to cut into uh, his point guard time. I'm expecting that they start Lonnie Walker at uh, at shooting guard. Lonnie Walker, um, at this very point in time, he has not really shown that he's good at basketball. Uh, he's okay. You know, he's very serviceable. Uh, but he's not a guy that's really going to be absorbing a ton of usage. He's going to, you know, get his open shots here and there. So I'm expecting some pretty decent things from Murray. I like the matchup going against John Morant. For as good as John Morant is on offense, he's not that good on defense. Not yet. 
Um, so 5,600, that's probably right where he should be, maybe 6K. Uh, but the other two guys are both underpriced. Do they end up making my lineup? Um, here and there, I'm expecting lower ownership, so they're probably more gauged towards like those GPP-type guys because I don't know if they have a ceiling that's necessarily going to take down uh, what we need it to be on this slate. It's probably going to be like a 420-plus type night. So we're really looking for those 50, 60-point, 40-point ceilings from as many guys as we possibly can get. Uh, I don't know if they have those on this kind of slate and this kind of matchup, but they're definitely in play. Yeah, and I mentioned those three because those are the three guys I'm looking at too. I think they're slightly underpriced, not egregiously, but I think Murray at 56 um, out of those three is is my favorite play just because that's just very cheap for him. You know Derek White's not going to play, so you know he has the entire keys for that to that system um, in the, in that backcourt right now. And 56, if, if he gets uh, 30 points, he hits value, so... Uh, I expect more than that, but that's that's I like all three of those guys. Let's but let's move on to the Grizzlies because we still got four more games after this to get to. Um, we got the Grizzlies at Ja, who's very fairly priced at eighty four in my opinion. Uh, Jonas at seventy one. I, I can see him go on up a little bit, but that's that's close to his his value. Uh, and then we got um, everybody else on this team that's not too egregious there. But where are you where are you feeling with this Grizzly squad? I love how you said just everybody else because that's pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, Grayson Allen's probably going to be expected to draw the start at uh, small forward, I believe. Kyle Anderson will probably draw the start at power forward with mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. out. And Brooks these guys, the shooting guard. Exactly. So I think these guys are priced fairly uh, for guys that are going to be in the starting rotation uh, and starting lineup. 37 for Grayson Allen, 42 for Kyle Anderson. Uh, but I'm really not in love with anybody uh, on this Memphis side of the ball. Um, John Morant, 8,400. That's that's a fair price. He could probably go up a couple hundred bucks if you want to, but not the best matchup. Uh, Dejounte Murray is pretty stout defensively. Uh, he can cause a little bit of a fit. Would it be shocked if you know, Murray comes out here and drops fifty? But with thirteen games, we kind of have to, uh, you know, be logical and try to take a stand in certain spots. So this is one of the spots where I don't think I'm going to go with Morant. And I'm with you on a normal slate, eighty four hundred. Won't mind paying it seventy one for Jonas. Won't mind it. But on a thirteen game slate. Um, even Kyle Anderson and Grayson Allen, who you mentioned, and, and they're 42 and 3,700 uh, respectively. Uh, we, we're, we have a 13-game slate, and we already mentioned a couple people around that 4K range that I know can produce a, better than these two guys uh, when given the opportunity and uh, a slightly better matchup. So, um, yeah, I'm not really looking at the Grizzlies either. I think the two big guys are fairly priced. And then everybody else is just not the matchup that I want from them, or or I think there's better options on a massive slate. All right, man. Uh, let's go to the next one. Now we got the Pistons and the Timberwolves. Another fast-paced matchup because the Timberwolves, if you've listened to me in the last year and a half, uh, they like to run and gun and then run and then gun some more. Uh, but we have the Pistons at four and a half point underdogs on the road and the over-under at 224 and a half. Um, on the Pistons side of the ball, uh, we have, not even going to say his name. He's not with the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Go try it. it. No, don't do it. Don't Dividis do it. Servidis. Uh, I hope he's. Then, I hope he's listening. Actually, he writes it, writes in, so that way we just you know you're going to be the one of our first bad. Yeah, I, I think I hit it. Dividis Servidis. Dividis Servidis. He's not with the team, so he's not playing. Uh, and then on the Timberwolves, we have Jordan McLaughlin and Jalen Noel not playing. Uh, Noel is such a fitting name for the holidays, but I digress. Let's go on to the the team. Detroit is the road team, and we have Blake Griffin and 
Derrick Rose playing together. Whoa. And then we have this entire pretty much new team on the, the Pistons. How do you like them in this first game with this matchup against the Wolves that just want to run and gun and don't care about defense? All right. So uh, this probably is the best time to do it considering we have 13 games to talk about. But I need to point this out. It's the fact that you said Noel is very good because it has something to do with the holidays. When we literally talked about every single holiday brother, like every team that had to do with the holiday brother uh, so far, and you didn't bring that up. You know, you could have said it. But well, we also holiday. talked about Nerlens Noel, and I it just I didn't me. bring it up there either. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, why? Why now? Um, but I, I, yeah, I just thought of it when I said it. All right. All right. No, nonetheless, uh, you know, I'm not looking at any. any didn't mention one. the holiday brother. We said Drew. We didn't. I didn't even say his last name. I that, that was me. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking at any of these priced up guys uh, for Detroit. Blake Griffin, 7,200. That's priced appropriately. Derek Rose at 58. He's going to have times where he beats that, and he's going to have times where he's under it. It's going to be one of those you know GPP type plays. I don't mind it, but I think we have better options. Uh, Grant, 47. That's kind of where he was priced last season, so I think that's a little bit down considering his new role. Uh, but still not a guy that I'm overly enticed on on a 13-game slate. Um, if anything, it would probably be the the new additions with Mason Plumlee or Killian Hayes at 37, 39. Again, we talked about plenty of value, plenty of centers, plenty of all that good stuff. But uh, we know Carl Anthony Towns isn't anything special on defense. Um, they just paid Plumlee and they chose to pay Plumlee over Christian Wood. Why? I don't know. Uh, but they did. And now they have him. And he's their starting center. And he's probably looking at anywhere between, you know, 24 to 26 minutes on a nightly basis. So uh, and, we, and we know point per minute guy, he can get it done in there. So those are the only guys I'm really looking at. Yeah, and, and you can throw DeLone right in there as another option at 4,100 in that 4K range that we mentioned. Um, yeah, Blake Griffin at 72. If he was if he was more at 6,300 or 66K, I would like him in this matchup because it's going to be a fast pace. He's just going to gun threes. Uh, Derek Rose the same at 58. I would like him if he was a little lower. Uh, Jeremy Grant, <laughs> yes, and I'm going to stick with that one. Uh, Jeremy uh, Grant, he's... He, I don't, he's not a number one option on a team and he's not even a number two option. He's more of a number three or number four. So I don't know how he's going to fit well in this team. His field goal percentage is going to be terrible. He's going to get a good numbers. And in this game, I don't mind him at 47. Um, I just, for, for real life, uh, basketball purposes, I don't know why the Nuggets didn't want to, uh, resign him. And I don't know why the Pistons wanted to give him so much money. I mean, the, the Nuggets wanted to resign him, but I don't know why they wanted to give him so much money to make him a number one option. Just doesn't make sense. But yeah, I like I like Plumlee and Hayes in this this up tempo matchup under four K. Uh, two very good values, but so many centers on the docket, you might not even get to Plumlee in this one. But yeah, let's no, move. Okay. Yeah, it, it's so many centers, and you only got two to pick. If that, if you want to go two centers, which I I also like. I know you like it. I like it too. Um, let's go to the Timberwolves, though. We got Cat at ninety-seven, Russell at seventy-two hundred, uh, Michael Malik. Or I always say Michael Malik Beasley is not suspended yet, so he's still in play at fifty-one hundred. Uh, but is there anybody on this team that you can like in this type of great uh, against a defenseless matchup or uh, a, a team that's the Detroit Pistons? We'll say. Is there anybody you like on this squad that you want to roll out on a thirteen-game slate? No, for everything you just said, I'm probably not going to end up with any Timberwolves. Um, Russell and Towns, I think they're both priced pretty fairly. Russell might be slightly underpriced. I want to see how this chemistry works out to begin with. Towns, I think, is priced fairly where uh, I just like some of these other guys that we've talked about. We talked about all these center values, so I don't need to spend up at Towns at 9700 I'd rather spend up on a Harden, a Westbrook, a Luka, one of those other guys. So I'll pass on everybody. And then and this is the crazy thing, too. I don't... 
particularly like this matchup. I think Detroit's just going to slow it down uh, or try to. Um, but I, I'm going to play a lot of Timberwolves this year. It's just the way that they play, it's so fantasy-friendly. They don't play defense. They just go for uh, popcorn stats. They want to get steals and blocks, and they just want to run and gun and shoot three-pointers. Uh, so I'm going to be playing a lot of them. But for this game in particular... I'm probably most likely going to leave them away. You mentioned Towns, 90, it's nine, he's almost 10K. Um, that's that's his price range, but we have so many good options. I'd rather just take Drummond at 8,000. Uh, Russell, not bad at 72, but um, there are other options there too that we can save some money on. So I'm probably, I'm, I'm with you, going to avoid the Timberwolves in this matchup, and I'm not going to say that often uh, moving forward. But let's... Let's go on to this this next game, man. I know you wanted to get something there, but we, we got to keep no, it moving, No, I was going to say, I say we set a bar right now. 15 minutes, we have three games, we spend no more than five minutes per game. And I think that's even too much time. We should be able to cruise right through these. Yeah, let's go right through them. Um, so the next one we have Sacramento Kings versus the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are eight and a half point favorites at home, and the over-under is 225 and a half. Let's go to Sacktown uh, with Fox, probably appropriately priced at 7,800, and then we have healed at 63 and everybody else under 5k. Uh, anybody you like on this squad against the Western conference finals, Denver nuggets. It's going to sound a little cliche here, Santino, but uh, the only people I like is maybe the people in the front court. Um, so again, you're looking at that center position, Rashawn Holmes and Whiteside. I feel like both those guys are underpriced. And I think it's simply because the DraftKings algorithm doesn't know who's playing what and who's playing how many minutes. And I don't think we really know that just yet either. So uh, both these guys are fantastic point per minute guys where if either one of them's getting 20 plus minutes, they could pay off that salary. So those are the only two guys I'm really looking at. Yeah. And white side at 3,800 is kind of laughable. Um, I, I know he might, he's probably, he's not going to play 30 minutes. We know that, uh, just because they have so many bodies there and Rashawn Holmes is better basketball player in my opinion, but all he needs is 22 minutes and he could get you 12 points, 10 rebounds and two blocks and crusher value so yeah i really like him there rashawn holmes 42 is not bad as well but i think Whiteside has the more upside uh, and, and fantasy friendly game there so I'm, I'm with you on that one and i really think everybody else is fairly priced and the nuggets are just a very good team too so i'm not i'm not going to go attack harrison barnes and his 4900 price tag <laughs> i just had to put that one in there <laughs> <laughs> but let's go on to the nuggets man we got um Jokic and and murray pretty much Fairly priced, and then we got Porter Jr. at 65, and um, everybody else there around a couple people around that 6K range. Uh, anyone else? Anyone you can like here on this just massive slate? And I have to keep repeating it because obviously people are in play, but it's just so big that uh, we have to narrow down this player pool. Yeah, and that's exactly what we do have to do. So for that exact reason, I'm probably going to take a, a hard pass on most of these guys. Michael Porter Jr. expected to come off the bench. He's still going to have high-volume shot attempts. He's still going to play decent minutes, probably around 28, 26. But uh, that price tag, I want to see it come down a little bit more. Uh, Will Barton, I don't trust, uh, just came back from like his long layoff, hasn't had a lot of time with the team. They're expecting him to start. I don't expect him to play 30 minutes, probably around that 24 to 26-minute mark. And then, uh, you know, when you look at Murray, 8,100, we have better options, cheaper. And same thing with Jokic. Again, if I'm spending up, I'm spending up on those other guys I just talked about. Um, but I do prefer him over Towns in a nutshell if I had to pick one of those two. Yeah, and I'm with you here, too. It's just we have so much value out there in the first game uh, that if you're priced pretty accordingly and it's just not a, a – a, and then you can find someone cheaper who can do the similar things, uh, that's where we're going to go. And there's just so many options out there. Um 
So I, I'm with you there too. I'm not gonna. No, nah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on most of these Denver guys and 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 go some other direction with this 13 game slate. Um, but let's before we go further, I have to stop for one moment, take a quick pause in here, and tell you guys about um, a, a big announcement. And I hope you guys have done it already. But if you have not, it's a fun one. It's free stuff, guys, and everybody loves free stuff. What's the free stuff you ask? It's the Bruise Letter. Uh, yes, the Bruise Letter is back and fresh for the 2020 2021 NBA season. Our founder Aaron Bruski is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. Too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's not. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Uh, just go to bitly slash Bruise Letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bitly slash Bruise Letter 2021. And Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox, guys. Enjoy. And I also have to tell you about the the fantasy pass. Um, so Hoopball needs to keep the lights on. So every few weeks we try and sell we we sell you stuff uh, just so we can continue doing this. We know you love the website, you love the content. Uh, but this year the best deal in, in fantasy is here at Hoopball, and it's called the Fantasy Pass. Just four ninety nine a month gets you the entire draft guide. Brewski 150, our DFS pass, and all in-season fantasy tools. That's nuts, right? Just for $4.99, all that stuff. So cook yourself a dinner tonight inside instead of ordering delivery, and you can afford the fantasy pass for half a year. So please do check it out. Head to hoopball-.com and click on the fantasy pass ad just below the main media wall. And if you just want the DFS pass for the year, it's $1.99 a month, and you get all the stuff that we come with with the DFS pass. Yes, $1.99 a month. You can buy a McDouble, and you, 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 you a McDouble costs more than a DFS pass for a month, guys. That's terrible. <laughs> right? It used to be a dollar, but now now it's more than $1.99. And, um, but you can buy many McDoubles with the vice that we hopefully give you. But <laughs> I digress. Let's go back to the, the last two games that we have on here. Um, we have the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. The Jazz are one-point underdogs on the road, and the over-under is 229. Um, we have Mitchell at 8K, which is fairly price, good price to me. Rudy Gobert, underpriced. Uh, but where do you where do you find all your, yourself on this Jazz team, who is pretty much Mitchell, Gobert, and then everybody takes turns on, on what they want to do here? Nope. That's it. <laughs> Not playing any of them. Uh, 13 games late. No, not necessary for me. Um, yep. I think they're all priced right. I'm good. And I like that. Mitchell, 8K. There's We just mentioned it with Murray. Better people around there. Gobert's not bad at 68, but there's so much center value that I'm good with that as well. Uh, let's go right to Portland. And we have Lillard at 9K, McCollum, and Nurkic in the 7K range. Um, we have Covington at 61. Anybody on this team that you're, you're feeling over here too? Nope. Maybe Nurkic. Um, I do. <laughs> that's it. I think he's underpriced at 7K. Uh, you know, I'm not scared off by the Gobert matchup necessarily. Nurkic held his own against Gobert in the past. So um, that's it, though. And we have plenty of centers. So outside of that, I'm good. Yeah, and this team is so deep, and the Jazz are such a good defensive team that I'm going to pass on a 13-game slate as well. Um, Lillard at 9K is just He's he's awesome, but there's just more people around here that there's so many options here. Like I, I don't mind looking at Derek Jones Jr. at 42 if he starts, but on a slate like this, we already mentioned so many 4K guys. I'm going to pass on all the all these guys too, and go right into this next game where I know you're itching to talk about your Dallas Mavericks getting one, a one point underdog at the Phoenix Suns, and the over under is a whopping. 237 which ding 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 we waited till the last game on the slate to give you the highest over under by a solid margin here uh and i know you're gonna 
I'll just I'll just say who do you want on Dallas um, <laughs> outside outside of Luca? I didn't even mention the the. Uh, let me let me just run through quickly. Uh, I, I missed the last couple injury guys. There's really nothing major in the last couple games. Um, but Maxi Kleber is probable. We know Porzingis is not playing in this one. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Abdel Nader, and Dario Saric are listed as out. Chris Paul is going to play. Uh, but yeah, talk about your guy. Yeah, so my guy, Luka Doncic, uh, 10K, he's one of my favorite plays on the slate, um, with Barnon. I mean, he's he's played four games against Phoenix last season. He's averaging about 1.74 DK points per minute, uh, and and that's in, you know, 28-minute 20, average against this team. He's putting up about 50 DK points. So um, if he plays 28 minutes, he's, he's going to pay off that salary. Uh, you know, we talked about a minus one spread. This Phoenix team got better a lot of the times at those games where they had to do blowouts. He didn't need to play big minutes. Uh, this game stays close. Luka's playing 35, 34, 36 minutes. We're looking at a 60-point game. Sign me up, Luka Doncic. Um, I'm all over him, and that's probably all I'm looking at on Dallas. And I don't think we need to look at him anymore. He's the entire team. Yeah, and when there's no Porzingis, I mean, with Porzingis, his usage rate is through the roof. Without Porzingis, it's astronomical. So uh, you hit it right on the, the head, as you like to say. Hit the nail on the head with that one there, and I don't really like anybody else here, too. Maybe Jay Rich, but on a lower game slate. I think 53, he could outplay that, but I'm not looking at him here. Uh, let's go right to the last team of the night. And before I say something, I just want to let you know, what do you say about the Lakers Clippers? Okay, yeah. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to the Suns. I just want to let that know. Of Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder are bailing you guys out. Oh, well, as they should. Um, but let's go. Let's go on to the Suns before you you realize that you talked a little bit too early on that one. Uh, the, the Suns here. We have Devin Booker at eighty nine hundred priced accordingly. I think he's pretty good here too. We have Aiton at seventy three. Uh, Chris Paul priced accordingly, and just the rest of these guys. But we know Dario Saric is not going to play, so that's more minutes for Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Michael Bridges. Uh, but how are you feeling on this team? Yeah, so I like you said, I think a lot of these guys are priced appropriately. Booker, eighty nine hundred, that's very fair price tag. Probably won't play him too much. I think um, he makes a very good contrarian play because we talked about plenty of those guys around that low nine range where Booker uh, is even a little cheaper than them. So he probably he's probably not going to make the cut for a lot of people. Um, but in a high over under game, in a game where uh, he should be able to get a shot, and he's I'm expecting at least twenty shot attempts from him in this kind of pace. So. You know, I don't. I get it. I get it. Um, but I'm not going to be playing him. DeAndre Ayton at 7,300. Uh, he's a guy I could see playing, but all these centers, man. I think we've mentioned at least 15 at this point. And, where and that's can't. the bummer. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you. That that's the bummer because I love that price tag for him, especially in this. No Porzingis. Powell's coming off that Achilles injury. Click uh, Kleber can't really guard him. But there's so many options out there that you don't have to. Uh, even though I think he's a little cheap for this this matchup. Uh, you don't have to do it there. So, yeah, I think I think what we're going to probably be looking to target is just contrarian plays in this type of game. You know, if you're looking for a guy in that mid four range, like a Crowder or Cam Johnson uh, or Bridges, you know, at 54, I expect a lot of Crowder and a lot of Bridges. These two guys are going to be the ones that are going to be tasked with facing Luca most of this game, um, and they're probably going to have their handful for a lot of that. So. I, I'm really not interested in a lot of here, a lot of anything on Phoenix outside of those two guys as contrarian plays, or if you want to get some eight and, and uh, you know avoid some of these other centers we talked about. Right, and it's weird uh, that we have the highest game on the over under, and it's 
no one besides Luca just sticks out at you. Uh, and it's just the way it is because we are on a 13-game slate. If this went to a seven-game slate, I'd be over a lot of these guys. But 13 makes me have to just look at look at value where I can find it more. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul's priced appropriately. at seven. Actually, I think he's underpriced, if anything. 7K is probably a little too cheap. He should be around 76, 77. Uh, so if you want to look at him, uh, it's just, you know, sometimes I, I don't generally target the, sometimes the veterans coming into a new spot just because we generally mm-hmm. know what to expect. And it's not like he's stepping into a situation where the usage is going to get funneled to him. Uh, they have eight and they have Booker. They have other options. So uh, so do we on a 13-game slate. So. And he's also he's a, an older guy in the first game. I don't know if they just run him into the ground at 36 minutes. So uh, that's something to think about too. When you have 13, 12 other games to look at and knowing people are going to definitely hit that 32 mark, uh, that's something to think about. So yeah, I'm with you there. There's not there's some. Good, I, I think Aiton's a good price tag, but I, I'd still go uh, Drummond and in or other cheap cheap options if you had it. Absolutely. All right, man. So that does it for this 13 game slate. We tried to do it under an hour. That just did not seem didn't it didn't work out. It wasn't feasible. There's just too much to talk. I about took the over. So players. we're good on that one. Yeah, I was I was trying to take the under. I, I bombed that one. I. I think I did a $2 parlay, so I didn't win it anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a good one. That was going. This is going to be the longest podcast, I, I would assume, of the season. Uh, and we tried to cut it short with just 13 games, man. Uh, but I like I like what we did here. We, we cut out a lot of people. Uh, we, we slimmed this massive player pool as best as we could. Um, and then when we get news tomorrow and shakeups and crazy things that happen before tip-off, we're going to trim it again or, or shake things up a bit absolutely all right buddy um our first podcast of the season together is in the books now we can go finish this game um and and you can eat your words but uh (laughs) but yeah we'll we'll catch you again to i believe um no we won't catch you again tomorrow because there is no thursday game so we will get to you on christmas day games and i believe uh it will be either myself and dave or mike and dave and we will hit you. So on behalf of myself, Santino Cocone, you can find me at Twitter at Santino Cocone and Mike Mike, and you can find him at on Twitter at Mike Patra. Yes, we are very original with our Twitter names here at Hoopball. Um, but that's it for today's DFS today, and we will catch you again very shortly, guys. Have a good one. Later. Oh, and don't forget to get us on uh, Discord for any other questions every day. We're, we're on there answering up to layup, um, lineup locks, so we'll be there anytime you need us. And check out our layup lines as well. There's going to be a big one. We have Brian Wright in that one. Uh, but, yes, now we can end this on the right note. Have a good one, guys. Later for real. <laughs>